Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. I'm Dr. Ayan Panja and today I'd like to talk about ADHD. Well, in some parts of the world, this is the topic of the moment, isn't it? And the rise in the number of ADHD diagnoses has more than doubled in the UK in the last 20 years. Now, it's such a huge topic, I'm not going to go into every single aspect of it, but I want to just look at the reasons it occurs, why the diagnosis rate has gone up, and some practical tips if you think you have ADHD or a child with ADHD. Now, one of the things I have to say as well, and I don't want to add to any stereotype, but I think I have ADHD um, myself, and that's because of what was in my school reports from quite a young age, and lots of things in my life that still are a feature of the way I work, if you like, to this very day. But enough of that. What's it all about? Well, just so that this doesn't go on for hours, because I could talk about this topic for a long time, I think. Um, what we know about ADHD is there's a genetic component and things that happen in early life, including antenatally, but also in terms of socioeconomics, trauma, diet, all of those things, and environment, they all play a role, like they do in every other condition. And many experts say that whatever ADHD is and how it plays out is a coping mechanism. Others call it a neurodevelopmental disorder. And in terms of diagnosis, there are various types. There's an inattentive type, there's a hyperactive type, or a combined type. And I think, you know, those words are fairly self-explanatory. But I want to start um, in the real world. If you know someone who has ADHD and you ask them what it's like, one of the best descriptions I've ever heard from someone I know is that they feel like their brain is never switched off, that there's all this kind of noise and activity and thoughts and feelings are just whizzing around at 100 miles an hour and it can feel overwhelming. Now, that's not everyone with ADHD. That's one version of it, but it's a very common one. And just for a minute, if we think about um, what's happening in the brain, I mean, I don't know what your understanding of ADHD is, but one of the words that is often bandied around in association with it is dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter which is associated with 
reward, excitement, thrills, you know, and often ADHD is labelled as, you know, or, or people with ADHD as people who just seek dopamine hits. That's kind of true, but my, my understanding is this. So if you think of the brain and what different parts of the brain do, so in, in other episodes I've talked about um, kind of three basic types of brain, the very primitive reptilian brain, the monkey brain, which is our midbrain, and then our frontal lobe or, or forebrain, which is the most recent part of the brain. And remember, the brain is sort of developed from the oldest part upwards, even when we're embryos. So the, the, the last bit of development is that frontal lobe. And that's the part that makes decisions, is very grown up, is, is in charge of things like executive function, problem solving, but also attention, organisation. And the midbrain, which is what I refer to as the monkey brain, is part of the issue with ADHD. That part of the brain is impulsive and lacks that sort of adult type of control. And one of the ways that medication for ADHD works is it improves the executive function of the frontal lobe. So suddenly those connections from midbrain to forebrain, if you like, are not being made properly. And so an example of this would be procrastination, which can be another feature of ADHD. Now, it's such an interesting one because um, some parents of children and, and, and adults themselves who have become diagnosed with ADHD will often say, I'm not really, I don't think I've got it or I don't think my child's got it because actually, look, you know, they can do things if they put their mind to it. And what they're describing there is something called hyperfocus, where, you know, a, an example of this would be, I don't know, a deadline for something. And most people who, who don't have ADHD would steadily work towards it and do a bit as they go along. But often a child with ADHD or even an adult would just wait to the last minute and just do it all in one swift hit and probably do it quite well. And it's a double-edged sword because in a way it's a gift because people with ADHD often are very creative. They have ways of making links with things that other people don't. But on the flip side, it can appear as though the simplest thing is a real chore for them. So it's almost like they know they have to do something, but they just can't do it. And as a, as a parent, you know, if you have a child with ADHD, it can be really frustrating. But what they need really is a lot of compassion and a lot of understanding and explanation that you know their brain gets overwhelmed and you know they know what they need to do but they just can't do it and you need to support them in being able to do that i think the difficulty is um and i've seen this before where and and you know dare i say i've experienced it myself as a child who probably had undiagnosed adhd there's no point in actually sort of trying to get them to do something by saying, look, you know, what's the problem? Everyone else seems to be able to manage it. Why can't you do it? Because most people with ADHD will already be saying that to themselves. They think that something is wrong with them, that they just cannot get going. And that brings feelings of shame and guilt and being down on oneself, which isn't helpful to anyone. And, you know, a, a lot of people ask me while, while it's in my mind about medication, they go, well, look, you know, I think I've got it, but do I really need meds? And I'll give you my take on this. This is just personal. 
because there's loads of guidelines out there that everyone can look up and there's lots of evidence in inverted commas about what works best but you know ultimately the person with a particular condition and we're talking about ADHD here gets to decide and my view is if if it's really impacting your life to the point where you can't function or it's affecting your self-esteem so much or it's it's creating huge anxiety again very common in people with ADHD because they're so hard on themselves you know because they just feel that they can't do the things that other people seem to find very easy forgetting the fact they have you know other powers if you like which people without ADHD don't then it's definitely worth exploring medication because the signaling you know the the neurotransmitters everything just works better and you know you get your life back if you if you've sort of spoken to anyone who has um had a diagnosis and then gone on to medication you will know that they say oh my god it, it, my life is just fully in context now i totally get it but for many years they would have been struggling with focus concentration not being able to do things letting people down so you know i don't know whether this is ringing true to some of you that are listening but i've seen so much of it in in recent years so Hmm, let's just pause there for a second because I've really raced through a lot of the kind of whys and hows and whats. Um, what else? So there's all these all these marginal things as well on top of what I've just described already. And when, when I go back to general health, things like sleep, things like nutrition, things like exercise, there's no doubt that they have an effect on ADHD. But the simplest way, rather than talk about something very specific like, I don't know, omega-3 fatty acids, is what what affects all health, you know, whether you're talking about heart health or gut health or brain health, also affects ADHD. So if you're living on a beige, high-sugar diet, your ADHD is going to get worse, 100%. And that's not uncommon for people with ADHD because they that dopamine hit you get from eating lots of sweets or something is actually part of the condition itself. It's, it's ironic, isn't it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. So what would help and what would work for um, people with ADHD in terms of little tools? You know, if, you, if, you're, if we're not talking about the medication, because that involves going to see a professional, getting a diagnosis. Well, firstly, um, you know, there are lots of rating scales online that you can actually take a test to see if you've got a propensity for ADHD. And I'll, I'll link to a couple in the show notes. Not necessary if you don't think you've got it, but if you if you think hang on, this sounds like me, it's probably worth scoping out. Secondly, in terms of the um, deficiencies, if you like, and every single person has this, I'm not saying it's just an ADHD thing, everyone is individual. And in the world of neurodivergence, you know, for each deficiency you have, it's counterbalanced by what I call a superpower. That's my view. But one of the common ones in ADHD is poor short-term memory. And you know, forgetting keys or forgetting your lunch or um, forgetting to do something. And, you know, working memory or short-term memory is something that often needs um, reminders. So the use of alarms, for example, or things that are time-bound as reminders. And while we're on time, another thing that you will read quite commonly about ADHD is that it can lead to something called time blindness. And and this happens for a number of reasons, particularly if someone's zoning out and they're hyper-focused on something, they won't um, acknowledge that time even sort of exists. Or or you, you might know that you've got to be at a meeting for three o'clock, but it's five to three and you're sat at home, but seemingly not bothered by it. And, you know, this is this is... Not because, you know, this is one of the reasons why people with ADHD often get the wrath of other people that don't have ADHD. It's like, well, what were you thinking? What were you doing? You must have known that the meeting was at three. You should have just got more organized and left half an hour early. It it just doesn't work like that because particularly if you're hyper-focused on a task, time is just not going to exist. But, and, and, you know, a really good example of a benefit of the hyper-focus and time blindness is if you, you know, someone with ADHD who has got a task that they are really focused on and want to do, if you sort of leave them to it, they'll come up with something absolutely fantastic, often, but but not always. And so one thing that would, would really help, I think, in terms of structure and routine, which are the things that people with ADHD struggle with, are alarms and reminders. Now, the flip side of this is that that feeling of shame that I was alluding to before can actually make some people think, right, you know what, there's something wrong with me, I've got to do this. And they they end up in this 
sort of state of trying to overdo it where they think, right, yeah, you know, I'm going to get a diary, get organized, tidy my flat, you know, whatever. And then none of, they can't do any of it because actually they start lots of things with the right intentions, but none of them get done. So another thing is being realistic in terms of what you can do because the mind of many people, most people with ADHD is overactive for want of a better word. And so their brains do zip around constantly thinking, constantly creating, but also a lot of the time constantly worrying that they're not doing the right thing or there's something wrong with them. There's so much I could talk about on this because it's a huge topic. You know, I could, there's a whole episode on medication. But one of the things I wanted to talk about was really, you know, there is an increase in the number of people being diagnosed with ADHD. And you know, what are the reasons behind that? Well, there's there's lots, really. And I think partly because, thankfully, mental health is becoming more destigmatized as time goes on, which is a great thing. Partly it's that, um, it, it you know, ADHD often overlaps with other conditions as well. Um, and so it, it often pops up as something that had been not misdiagnosed, but you might have been treating someone for anxiety but actually the underlying you know issue was ADHD and I think the other thing is just a awareness of it and that I mean not just personal awareness but also teachers caregivers people who can spot it if you like which reminds me of a, an old adage actually in um, from an organization that delivers uh, psychotherapeutic interventions they, they often say if you spot it you've got it not sure how true that is, but, um, and I guess, you know, my, my last word is, is there are so many theories about why conditions develop. There's nothing measurable about ADHD apart from scales. There aren't any biomarkers. Yes, there are certain genes that you can miss, um, that predispose you to ADHD, but it's, it's not that straightforward. Um, and I am intrigued by the work of Dr. Gabor Mate, who wrote a, a book called Scattered Minds some years ago, which talks about the origins of ADHD. Now, he says it's not genetic, or he sort of plays that down. I mean, I, from what I've read, actually, there is a genetic predisposition, definitely, but that it's much more to do with what happens to you in early life and the kind of coping mechanism of these children who are in those circumstances manifests and presents as behaviours that you see in ADHD. Really interesting. One final, final thought. Um, a lot of people ask me about society and whether we're all more inattentive because we use smartphones and because we are constantly distracted these days. And there's no evidence that that none of you know that any of that causes ADHD, but for sure it doesn't help. And I've noticed over the years that my friends who were the furthest away from being inattentive. People who could focus and had that kind of razor-sharp focus are themselves now more inattentive. Does that mean they have ADHD? No. And one of the things we've got to remember is that it's a continuum. It's not an absolute thing. Some people have traits of certain conditions when it comes to mental health particularly you know everyone knows someone who has a tendency to be anxious about things it doesn't mean they have a disorder of anxiety and in the same way inattentive people can have traits of ADHD 
Okay, I'm going to leave it there. I hope that was helpful and made you think a little bit more about ADHD and things that you might be able to do if you're someone that thinks that you might have it. Do have a look at the show notes. And one last plea for um, listeners please share my podcast with your friends, colleagues, family. Do make sure that you like and subscribe whatever podcast platform you listen on. The more people that listen, the better. And I just want to say thank you so much for your support. It really means a lot to me. Until next time, do stay well, take care, look after yourself. Bye for now. Hold up. 